Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Epperhart, and this podcast is meant to empower you with practical ways to make a kingdom impact. I'm going to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference all in about 15 minutes. You'll learn how to combine faith and finances for a balanced and fruitful life. And if you'd like notes, remember to go to wealthbuilders.org front slash shop. That's wealthbuilders.org front slash shop, and you can get your free download for this episode. Well, I want to welcome you today uh, for this episode again and just uh, have a couple of scriptures I want to share. But I want to let you know that right now, uh, economically, and I know many of you listen um, to the podcast for to hear me talk about uh, the stock market and real estate and other types of investments. But right now, we're you you've heard me say on the podcast several times that we're in an everything bubble. I think that is still true. I think that real estate is a little bit safer right now, generally speaking, even though the real estate market is extremely hot. In fact, in all my years of real estate investing, I have never seen it this hot, as hot as it is right now. And so you have to be make sure that when you're buying that you're not overpaying, and that's very di- difficult not to do in this market. But the balance, especially if you're an investor, is always to make sure as long as you maintain your positive cash flow, you know, you can use what, what we teach on a gross rent multiplier, or you can use the 1% or 1.5% rule that we teach. And if you don't know what I mean, you can go to our website, wealthbuilders.org, and look at that. So as long as those type of percentages are still working for you and you're maintaining positive cash flow. Now, let me say this. With low interest rates that we have right now, you can actually get below that 1% to 1.5% because the interest rates are so low that you, um, if you put some money down, even a as small as 10%, typically it'd be 20, but you could probably make it in some markets small as 10% and still cash flow with the low interest rates that you're able to get. So right now, that's the only balance that you have. And by the way, that's the reason that property markets are so high right now is because there's so much cheap money that's in the market. So I wanted to give you that. And the second thing I want to talk about quickly was inflation and interest rates, how they go together. So right now, not only with real estate and candidly in the stock market, we've been in this inflationary time. And now when we look at everything from a Ford F-150 pickup uh, to other types of things, smaller type of purchases, it seems like in most areas things have gone up. Another reason for that, of course, one of the reasons is there's so much money in the market from the stimulus that's come in because of COVID and some of those kind of things, plus because of COVID. There are some things that are not just as available as we were able to get before. And so because of that, prices have gone up. But remember, inflation and interest rates will work together. 
So I'm convinced in the U.S. that the that the U.S. Fed is going to actually start bumping interest rates up. It'd probably be in very, very small increments. But always remember, as they bump interest rates up, then inflation would have a tendency to go down because money gets tighter, or the better way to say it is money costs more. So interest rates and inflation are connected. And so if the Fed starts uh, tightening regarding the actual money they put in the economy and actually raise interest rates so that money actually costs more to borrow, then what's going to happen at some point in that what's called tapering, in some point as that happens, then what's going to happen is that inflation will start softening. You know, I still think that the market, the actual stock market itself, is in the biggest bubble of my lifetime. And I went through the internet bubble. I went through the 2008 crisis. And I can go back to several other instances of what happened in the 90s, uh, late 90s in the Asian money crisis. And then we had other things that happened. So right now, I think using caution is really important uh, in the kind of the market that we're in. So that was just a quick economic update. But I wanted to read a scripture to you And I want to talk quickly about focus, rhythm, momentum, and this can apply to your investing. It can apply in your walk with God. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25, and I believe this is from the Message Translation Bible, says, keep your eyes straight ahead and avoid all sideshow distractions. Keep your eyes straight ahead and avoid all sideshow distractions. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and looking or focusing on the things which are ahead. I think one of the keys in life that I want to talk to you about, even in the investing arena, is to understand focus. And I like to tie two other words with it. I call it focus, rhythm, momentum. And the way it works is, is that if you actually, I like to say it this way, if you break your focus, you break your rhythm, and you get yourself out of what I would call the rhythm that God wants you walking in, and you lose momentum. So if you maintain your focus of where you're supposed to be, and that's really true even in investing. For example, if you have a specific formula that you're using in investing, that what happens is that if you get outside of that formula, and most of the time it's okay if you have more than one, but I don't know that it's okay if you have more than two. Sometimes then you have too many distractions, but you need to maintain your focus into the one or two formulas or cookie cutters for any of your investing, regardless of what area you're investing in. Of course, the two biggest markets, uh, and uh, that I don't know that I've shared it on the podcast, but the two biggest, you know, you have real estate and you have the stock market. And so Single-family real estate in America actually carries more value than the entire U.S. stock market. And so those are your two big markets of assets that are more easy to acquire or get a hold of. And, uh, but you need to, whether you're investing in stocks or whether you're investing in real estate, you need to have at least one primary formula you use. And I know that some professional investors, they have five or six depending on the environment. But I think for the normal individual investor, if you have one or two primary formulas or cookie cutters that you use, you stay that, stay with that. And if those don't work, then you don't break your focus. You stay with them. You still maintain your rhythm. In that season of time, your rhythm is actually going to be patience. 
right? So listen to me. Don't, I want to just encourage you here. Don't get discouraged, right, with sideshow distractions. If you, if you have developed and you've learned to grow and you've learned to, to invest properly and actually be profitable and make money in a certain thing, then stay with your focus. Sometimes staying with your focus requires uh, patience so that you have to wait for those good things to come to you. Remember, money's attracted, not pursued. So focus, rhythm, momentum. So don't break your focus, even if something is not out there exactly where it should be. Learn to be patient. And then if you do in time learn something different, I call that becoming, you know, embracing a new wineskin. It doesn't mean that you get rid of the old, right? It means that 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 old is going to come back around. More than likely, that formula is going to work. And so focus, rhythm, momentum. So if you break your focus, you break your rhythm, and you lose your momentum. So make sure that you're careful and practice patience in the light of that. Now, here's a couple of enemies that I want to give to you here on enemies to focus. Number one is impatience. And I just talked about that because what can happen is you get impatient and you start either trying to force the formula or what you do is you try to create something off of that formula because you're not patient. And what happens is many times in that context, you end up making a bad decision, you make a bad investment decision. So that's number one. Number two, and you may not think that (laughs) number two is applicable here, but it is. I call it convenience. What happens is sometimes people get into areas they don't know about or understand or know what to do because they're actually convenient. In other words, well, yeah, it's really easy just for me to push a button. I'll tell you, for example, you know, you can computer trade the stock market and all kinds of different type of instruments uh, in the paper asset market, which are primarily stocks and bonds, there's all kinds of things that are way more convenient than going out and looking at, you know, 100 pieces of property somewhere to try to find one that'll work. So you have to be careful with convenience because most of the time, unless you have real experience in those areas, the more convenient something is to do, then most of the time, the more easily it is it becomes to actually lose money. And so that is such a key thing for you to understand and know. And uh, then the other thing I think, so impatience, convenience, and then another one is selfishness. And what I mean by that is this kind of goes with the convenience, but selfishness is I don't really want to do what I need to do to either uh, learn something or to either be patient and I'm ready to move, and you get impatient, but you start making those decisions to just kind of satisfy your ego. And that is definitely a form of selfishness when you're doing it just to satisfy uh, your ego. And then the last one that I want to give you here in this podcast is what I call options. And I think this is one, uh, the first one, impatience, and this one, Options are the one that probably has caused me the most trouble in my life when I made the wrong decisions. And here's what I mean. When there's too many options and you kind of have this uh, smorgasbord, if you would, maybe that comes across your your table, I like to say it this way or comes across your choices, you, you learn to stay in your lane. In other words, don't invest in something you don't understand. Right. I remember the very first time years and years and years ago, because I own 
uh, quite a bit of precious metal. And I remember years ago when I first started buying, you know, back when you could buy gold for 300 an ounce. And I remember in the buying process, I was new, I was young. So if I could just buy, you know, one Krugerrand, for example, I was really doing well. And so I would go buy, and then I remember I would go uh, to, for example, sell the gold. And of course, there is not only a transaction fee, but there's a the spot price, which most of the time in this situation when you're selling is discounted. And then you also have in that discount a transaction fee. So most of the time, if you tried to sell quickly, you're going to lose money. So I learned that when I buy, for example, I'm talking about options now, because I still buy gold and silver. And by the way, in an inflationary environment, in the economy, precious metals, which are a type of commodity, are a really good place to put your money, a good place to hold your money. But you have to remember gold and silver are a defensive investment. You rarely ever buy gold and silver to make money. I'm not saying you can never make money because you can, but I'm saying the purpose of it is more of what I call a defensive investment. So the the three things that I primarily focus on is number one, real estate. Number two is precious metals. And then number three, also the stock market. That's why we started Wealth Builder Investment Services was because of that. Now, coming up in October, I think it's October the 15th, 16th, and 17th of October of this year, 2021, we're going to have a real estate, we call it a real estate workshop that's going to go for uh Friday, I think it starts Friday afternoon, goes all day Saturday, and a half a day on Sunday. I think there's something like 20 different sessions in the workshop. It's power-packed. I'll be there teaching the primary, uh, primary, the most of the sessions that are given. And so you can go to wealthbuilders.org and see how to register for that workshop. And by the way, we always sell out in those workshops. So I'm just letting you know about that. Make sure that you're aware of that. And so I like, but also I, I invest uh, in the stock market in different ways at different times, depending on the economy. So those typically are the three. And I think another thing that's actually coming into commodities right now is cryptocurrency. And so there's been a lot of talk about that, you know, about decentralized finance and cryptocurrency and is it legit? And I think it's becoming almost more legitimate every day. And you've got even larger institutional investors that are now going into cryptocurrency, which, of course, obviously will make it go up. I do think it's still, in my opinion, it's actually more risky than just buying something like precious metals. But on the flip side, I really think that's where things are going. In other words, the trend is going there. So it certainly doesn't hurt to put a portion of money you have to invest in cryptocurrency. And I did a podcast on it. And so you might go back and catch a couple of those. I'm going to do some more, break it down for you so it's easier to understand. So listen, appreciate you listening to the podcast. And um, you can subscribe, like, and follow us with the Wealth Builders Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, really anywhere you listen. And if you want to learn more, remember, go to wealthbuilders.org. We have a ton of free information, free blogs, there's videos on there. There's all kind of teaching stuff that's actually free. And if you really want to go to the next level, you can come to the real estate workshop in the area of real estate, October the 15th through the 17th. You can actually go to wealthbuilders.org to register for that. So listen, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope this on focus has helped you in the 
four things I gave you, the scripture, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. So this is Billy Epperhart. I'll see you right back here on another podcast. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.